You're listening to MOG Channel. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see real and practical Christians from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about faith, but not just faith. We're going to be talking about a critical element that is needed in your faith. Now, this is something that many people miss, and it's why their faith does not work for them. It's why their faith does not convert heavenly treasures into earthly currency. It's why they go through life and never see the things that the bible says about them now look at first timothy 6 verse 12 fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life whereunto you are called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses or confessed a good confession so he says fight the good fight of faith now this is quite um, a will i say it's a troubling text if you think about it fight the good fight of faith there's a fight of faith to fight in other words, it's telling you that the walk of faith is not a walk in the park. The walk of faith is not easy. You will have to what? Fight for it. I see that. It says, fight the what? Good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold. Are you seeing that? Fight. Lay hold. Grab. Are you seeing that? Take possession. Be aggressive with it. I want to say that if you're going to um, prosper in your faith walk and you're not willing to be aggressive, you're not willing to fight. And what are you fighting for really? The good fight of faith. Faith is will have to be in God's word. Right? It will have to be in God's word. What has God said? And what are your circumstances saying? And whose report will you believe? You get. Because the truth is that the person whose report you believe to the end is what eventually pans out. So he says, fight the good fight of faith. To stay stable. God has said this about you. But you, you look at your surroundings you look at the circumstances and nothing looks like it right to keep on fighting i know if you notice he says where you are called and has what professed or confessed a good confession before many witnesses in other words the fight of faith is a fight of confession it's a fight of words it's a fight of what you are saying consistently right mark 11 says whoever shall see you get that whoever shall see to this mountain, be moving and cast into the sea. And all that is how I believe things you say will come to pass. You have whatever he says, whatever things you desire, whenever you pray, believe you receive, and you have them. So, but you can just be there and with your words, you will not see the mountain move. Why? Because you're not saying what you say. If you see to the mountain now, question what are you saying to the mountain? Are you telling the mountain to move? Because it's what you you will have what you say. So, are you saying to the mountain, move? Or are you saying to the mountain, are you complaining to the mountain? Are you whining about why the mountain will not move? Are you whining about how God's word is not true? You know, because a mountain that symbolizes problems or issues or whatever. So, the fight of faith is an aggressive stance. You know, I can't have this enough. When it comes to your health, when it comes to your finances, whatever area it is, right? If we are not willing to fight, we will not see the results. It's, faith is not for the little livered. Faith is aggression. <laughs> faith is aggression. That is. And let me say this. For you to be aggressive about it, you have to believe it. It says with heart man believes, with the mouth man confesses to salvation, right? The Bible talks about the fact that we believe and therefore we speak. 
You see that? We what? Believe and therefore, it talks about the kind of people we are. We believe and therefore, we speak. See if I can find it. Yeah. So, it says, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13, we have in the same spirit of faith according. So, we have what? The same spirit of faith. We all have the spirit of faith. There is no faith issue. Every believer has faith. But it says, according as it is written, I believe and therefore I speak. I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. So, that's the pattern. We are faith people. We are believers. But it says, this is how it goes. We actually believe first and therefore we speak. So, our speaking is a result of our confession or or our confession is a result of our believing. But I'll even say something that if you speak long enough, your heart will start to believe. If you speak long enough, your heart will start to believe. So it's like a loop. I speak and I, I believe, I believe and I speak. It's a, it's a continuous loop. And that's why confessing God's word over your life continually is, is an asset. It's something you cannot afford to do without. Fight the good fight of faith. In other words, what is coming out of your mouth? What are you saying? It's either taking you closer to your goal of faith, what you are believing God for, or taking you farther away what you say. Fight the good fight. Lay hold on eternal life. Are you seeing? Wherefore you are called. Lay hold. In other words, grab it. In other words, these words, these, these confessions must not leave your mouth. They must not leave your mouth. That is a fight. The fight to keep the confession continued. The fight to keep at it Look at Hebrews 10 verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful as promised. Let us hold fast. Now, this was actually talking about those in the Old Testament who were promised uh, the coming of Christ. But the same principle applies to us. We hold fast the word confession of our faith. We hold fast the profession of our faith. That's how we're supposed to do it. We're supposed to hold fast. You hold it fast. You grab onto it. You lay hold on it. You hold fast the confession. Because hold it fast means, look, fight the good... Look, would you fight for something that nobody's going to try to steal from you? Obviously not. Would you lay hold on something that nobody's trying to take from you? Of course not. So the point is that at every point in time, anything that God has promised us, the enemy is there to steal. Bible talks about um, the... The parable of the sower. One of the things that we see in the parable of the sower, even if that's the message of the, of the gospel, right, which is the word that is planted, but you will notice that it's planted in the heart of men. I, I don't have time to go into that now, but the parable of the sower talks about the sower that went. It was a parable about the sower that went and you know sowed seeds on four, on several grounds, some fell on rocky grounds, some on other soils, and you know it talks about different things that happened, and those parables meant something, but. Jesus explained something that the soil will be the heart, right? Heart of man, you get, and the seed that he's sowing is the word. But then it now talks about these people that what happens is that once the seed is sown, that the Bible says the bird of birds of air came and 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 you know ate the seed. Talking about the enemy, actually, that the enemy comes and steals the word. So we have to realize that every time God's word has said, because our faith is anchored on God's word. Faith is not just, oh, I believe, I believe. Believe what? We believe God's word. That's faith. We believe God's word. He has promised us this. You understand? He's, for the text, for example, he will keep in perfect peace whose mind is still upon him for he trusts in him. So there's peace in God's word. You know, there's favor as he promised us in God's word. 
there's there's provision in God's word. My God shall supply our needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know, there are different kinds of promises in God's words. Things that are now available to us by the Spirit of God. And faith is the way we draw out. It's the way we draw out. It's the way we take hold of those promises and apply them to our lives. That's how it works. So, now you know the enemy can... What does the enemy come to do? He comes to steal the word. He comes to make you doubt the word. Because you don't have a faith issue. But the problem is, can you hold on to the word? Can you hold on to what God has said? Can you hold on to it without wavering? Because it says, let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. And the way we do it is that we are convinced, we are persuaded. You keep on staying on the word. Now, let me say this. You don't just read the word and study it. You think on the word. You confess the word. Are you seeing that? You think on the word, you confess the word. You think on the word, you confess the word. Now, even if you start out without a conviction in your heart about that about the word what happens that over time of doing that you now get stronger and stronger to the point that you are convinced about the word are you seeing that so it says let us hold fast because the enemy wants to make you doubt god's word how will he make you doubt god's word it's simple you see satan is the god of this world i won't say the god of this world i'm talking about the god of unbelievers he's still over those who are not born again even if christ has redeemed them has set them free from him but it is by our preaching of the gospel that we begin to um, people begin to know what has happened to them you see now even believers who can yield to the devil or surrender to the devil surrender their will to the devil by their actions by their thoughts by you know if they are carnal if you're not spiritual if you're not giving yourself to God you are giving yourself to the devil so Satan can actually manipulate circumstances around you he can manipulate people around you he can you know try to something that you are believing for he can Try to defer it, delay it. You know, have you heard of this thing about delay? You see, good churches they are breaking or destroying the whole of delay. Now you may laugh at that, but the truth is that at times it's like that where there's just some unseen force, some demonic rubbish, just delaying things, just making sure you don't. Because <laughs> the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick, so it's just pushing. You know, they promise you this thing. They're just pushing it away. Just pushing it away. Just pushing it away. They really told you they'll give this thing to you. They keep on giving you excuses. It keeps being delayed. Visa keeps being delayed. Things keep being delayed. For that one, you, you need to... The work of faith is aggressive. You need to lay hold. You need to grab it. Are you seeing that? But there's this thing about... There's, there's, there's the, the two-sided coin. The first one is about the confession. About refusing to stop confessing. But then the second one starts in Hebrews 6, verse 12. That you be not slothful, but followers of them who what? Through faith and what? Patience. Inherit the promises. He says, don't be slothful. That's don't be lazy. But be what? Followers of them who what? Through faith and patience. Inherit the promises. Don't be lazy. The work of faith is not lazy. Don't be slow. Don't be slothful. But followers. Are you seeing that? But followers. Of them who what? Through faith and patience. In other words, faith is also described as patience. There's a patience you must have. Because many times we're looking for instant results. Why our hearts get sick is because we're looking for instant results many times. Oh, I prayed over this sickness and it should be gone right now. And I think that's the best one when it happens like that. Oh, I believe God for this money and it came immediately. Ah, that's what we would love to see, you see? But because Satan is the God of this world and he can manipulate so many things and 
people and all that. People's hearts are callous. For example, you are believing God for a car, believing God for something. The Lord will actually be prompting the hearts of people. But sometimes, before he finds a man that's willing to do something, it may take some time. There's, you know, there's the work of the Spirit going on. There's the work of the Spirit going on. There's the work of ministry of angels going on. So, he says, but through faith and patience, inherit the promises. Through faith and patience. You get, these are people that they inherited the promise of, that is, they waited on the promise of salvation through what? Their faith in Christ and patience. That is, they waited, waited. In fact, their own case, they they didn't sit in their lifetime. It wasn't until many years after they had died that Christ came. But he says we should follow them. Why? Their faith, their belief in God, in his word, and their patience to see that word come to pass. Are you patient? Are you patient? Because patience says, even if I'm not seen, you know, the Bible talks about Abraham that well, God had told me you're going to have a son. But, but Hebrews, um, sorry, that should be Romans 4, says that Abraham considered on his body, now dead. His body and Sarah's womb, now dead. Their bodies were dead. That is, there's no child coming out of here. But the Bible says Abraham considered not his own body, but was not weak in faith. He kept glorifying God. He kept on focusing on God, what God has said. You get? Can we do that? Can you do that? Can you be patient? I know we love now, now, but what if now, now doesn't come? Does it mean God is a liar? No. Let God be, you know, let, let God be true and every man a liar. I'm just paraphrasing that text. Yes. Let God be true and every man a liar. Yes. So, even if it's sickness, you've gone to the hospital, they've diagnosed you with something, you came back, you spoke the word over your body and all that stuff. The problem with us is that, you know, we don't have a culture of sitting on the word of God. We, the, pro, the, the problem is that after you've prayed and everything, they even prayed for you, you go back to the doctor, doctor tells you, ah, it's still here. You say, hey, you just collapse. It's still there. No. You have to realize God's word, that faith, <laughs> faith is correct. The moment you said in the name of Jesus, I rebuke this thing, it's gone now in Jesus' name. It went. But I've explained it before that it is like a tree that you cut off. The leaves might still be green, but the tree is dead. What do you do? You wait it out. You are patient. Have, can you wait out the devil? <laughs> can you wait out? You know, sometimes uh, in circumstances in life, it's almost like a stare me down challenge with the devil. It's like a stare me down challenge. Where you're just looking, you know, it's gonna, the, the question is who's gonna who's gonna blink first? And you're just staring each other in the eye like this, <laughs> you know? Who's gonna blink first? That's who's gonna cave in first. But see, the word of God is infallible. The word of God stands the test of time. Satan is a coward. He knows he cannot stand for long, but he's trying to see, do you know that also? Do you trust God's word? Are you seeing that? So, there's patience. There's patience. We confess the word. We're patient. Patiently confessing. What are we doing when we're waiting for that, the finances or whatever? We're patiently confessing. We're thanking God. We're keeping our hearts open to hear from God. If there's any instructions or whatever, we're going after that thing. Just, oh, Father, thank you. We're taking corresponding actions. We're confessing the word of God. Oh, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Oh, I prosper. I'm healed. Even as I, I prosper, and I'm in health. Even as my soul prospers. Oh, the Lord is the one that heals all my diseases. I'm healed. You know, I have my needs met. I keep confessing. I keep speaking the word of God. If I speak it long enough, it's going to get into my heart because faith is of the heart. Faith is of the heart. Glory to God. Look at this. James 1 verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Doing this, that the trine of your faith works what patience. But let patience have her work, perfect work, that it may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Now, this is talking about temptation, but again, you can the same principle 
seems to apply. You know, patience, having a perfect work. There is patience when you are believing God for something. Now, let me say this. Can you decide to just believe God for something no matter how long it takes? Can you decide to just believe God and trust God for something and not waver? Not think, oh, will it happen? Will it not happen? I know we have deadlines sometimes. We have issues. But look, let us hold fast our confession till the very end. Now, even when things seem not to go your way, can you still hold the confession? Because we know there's no problem with God. The issue is always with us. So, for someone out there listening to me, you may have to go back to the drawing board. Ask yourself, where did I miss it? It's probably in how you talk. You are, you are talking, to, you are saying, oh, I have my needs met. The next thing, your brother calls you, oh, guy, I'm so, I'm so broke. Here. It's so bad for me, man. I don't even know what to do again. You are believing for your full school fees to be paid. Next thing, I just took someone and said, ah, man, looks like they're going to withdraw me. They're going to withdraw me from the school and all that stuff. I'm going home. You know, like, that's the problem. Many times, there's a confusion in our confession. No, confession is the same. Confession means to agree, agree with God's word and keep at it and stay and stay and stay and stay and stay. That is the fight of faith. Can you fight the fight of faith? Can you lay hold on eternal life? Can you profess, confess a good confession? A good confession is to confess God's word. Confess what he has said about you. Confess the truth, because that's the truth. That's the truth. Glory to God. All right, let's say a few words. I believe the word of God. I believe the word of God. Let's repeat after me. I believe the word of God. I do the word of God. I confess the word of God. God's word is true. Let God be true and every man a liar. God's word is right. God's word is always right. God's word is always right. God's word is always right. I have what I asked for. I have my needs met. I have my finances met. I have my, my health challenges you know, sorted out. I'm healed. In the name of Jesus, I'm healed. In the name of Jesus. Why don't you write out, you know, there are some confessions you may want to write from God's word. Write out confession. I always recommend that in him book. It's a book on, on confession. In him by Kenneth E. Hagen. Get that book and read it through. Read it through. Read it through several times. It's going to help you so much. It may be concerning your emotions. It may be other things. It may be concerning your family. What you are believing God for. You have to maintain the right kind of confession. It may take you time, but you have to maintain it. Because God is not a liar. He's not a man that he should lie. He has said the truth. You get. It may take time to see that truth come to pass, but the truth is the truth, okay? Alright, guys, that is it for today. Don't forget that we are meeting on Saturday for the Healing Surge. It's going to be amazing, fantastic. We're going to share more on faith and many people are going to get healed and empowered to heal others. It's going to be amazing. So why don't you just set your timer or whatever it's going to start by 10 a.m first session is going to be 10 a.m um second session is going to be someone in the afternoon but young Ecclesiastes nation on youtube check it out invite your friends it's going to be awesome god bless you have a wonderful day and bye-bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sen pst.essien See you there.